Welcome back, and thank you for joining us at the Stories Podcast, brought to you by Lost Sheep Apparel. You can find show notes and our newsletter on lostsheepapparel.com. Follow our socials to stay up to date and be notified when new releases are out. This week, I am with Hannah. We ended up recording outside, so there may be some, some wind in the audio. One of the goals of this podcast was to meet people where they are. We just happened to meet at a local college campus. Let's go ahead and get started. It is now recording. So far, it looks good. All right. Um, so Sounds sorry. good. No uh, problem. We just had a little <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, technical difficulties always ex- exist. But um, yeah, Hannah, Hannah, who are you? <laughs> yes, I'm Hannah Romero, 20 years old. I am the East Montana pastor's daughter. I was born and raised Christian all 20 years of my life. But I don't think I really chose to believe in God until I was probably 17 or 18. Um, and now that I'm leaving to law school, I feel more confident in my relationship with God than I ever have, even having been raised a Christian for the past 20 years. Cool. And uh, you mentioned law school. Um, yes. Is that something you've always wanted to do? Not always. To be honest, I wanted to be an actor first my entire life because I did an acting UIL thing for 10 years and I loved acting it's what taught me how to talk so loud and so much (laughs) and it's what made me into an extrovert and as I got into high school I did early college I was going to school every single summer never took a break and I was like if I follow this dream of being an actor I'm kind of wasting my time here like I'm putting so much into education and not experience and acting is pretty much based on luck so not that I don't think it's a viable career because I did a whole presentation on why it is Um, but law for me just seemed like a chance for me to combine both what I like from acting and what I like uh, in education so when when I did mock trial which is like a version of acting plus court and a little bit of legal research I was like yeah this this is what I want to do but at that point I was probably 16 and then things spiraled from there and I did things so quick that here I am going to law school it's <laughs> cool actually how old are you now I'm 20 I just turned 20 like a couple weeks ago you're young and you got a full ride to yes me. to you richmond yay i can't believe i got a full ride all glory to god couldn't have been me i literally have no clue how that happened but thank god it did because <laughs> it's expensive <laughs> that's so cool sorry um it's just it's exciting like I, I don't know how to describe it but um so do you have a favorite uh, bible verse passage or story um i like the story of john the baptist just because it's it's I think it goes to show that we're promised nothing here on earth and I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions that non-Christians have coming into Christianity is like once I do this my life will be great but really that's not the case and a lot of people don't realize that and it's what turns away a lot of people from God so I feel like the story of John the Baptist is a good place to start if you really want to understand what it means to to be a Christian that's cool um, so now uh, we're going to get into the test, the story part. Um, so um, who would you say you were before Christ? Um, I was just exactly what you'd expect a teenager to be. Like I was hiding stuff from my parents, doing whatever I wanted uh, behind their backs, dating whoever I wanted, just whatever I wanted in high school. Um, I didn't think my actions would really matter in the long run and I created some of my biggest regrets in that time just because I, I really didn't care about anyone else but what but myself and what I wanted to do 
and um, it led me to really bad places and it led me into a lot of situations that could have definitely been avoided had I listened to the voice in my head telling me what would your dad say <laughs> so um, before Christ I was literally your average angsty rebellious teenager um, how did you come to accept Christ um honestly well I volunteered in the tech booth since I was maybe 14 or 15 and then I got a job with the church when I was 15 and when I got a job with the church uh, it kind of it has different implications for you as a Christian like this institution or church is paying me and so now I need to kind of hold up to a standard because I don't want to say oh I work for Del Sol and then everyone's seeing this side of me that's like totally different and totally not <laughs> what a Christian should be and so I kind of started reevaluating at that point where my life was heading and then something major had happened um, there was an incident with a guy in a car it was really bad ended up going to the police it was a whole thing that that still is like really weird for me to talk about but after that it kind of made me realize that not to say it was my fault because it wasn't but a lot of it could have been avoided if I would have just not put myself in certain situations or, or allowed certain things to happen to me um, just because I thought it's cool it's fine like this is this is normal and stuff like that so it, it was a combination of a lot of really weird and good things happening at once that made me think my life is not heading in the direction that I want it to I've made so many mistakes I have so many regrets and they're all because I've been listening to only myself and then my dad became the pastor and that adds kind of another level of oh my goodness because <laughs> now it almost it, it's sometimes scary to admit your flaws when you're supposed to be the pastor's daughter uh, because it's like I don't want that to ever reflect on my dad as a pastor because he didn't raise me to make these choices I'm making them myself um, but but again you know just thinking about myself who I was and who I wanted to be uh, led me to be more open and and honest with myself about what needed to change and then rooted really just compacted that in and I was like yeah this is what I want I met great people and the community has has been overwhelmingly fantastic in my life ever since um you mentioned uh, rooted really compacted it in uh can i ask what you mean by that yeah so when i did rooted the first time uh i i kind of kept it very surface level like we went through all the weeks we went through strongholds where we talked about the biggest sins in our life i kept it all very surface level because um I was scared to admit that I had done all these bad things and been this horrible person in my past. Um, so it, it, hearing everybody else's testimony and them being so open and honest, because a lot of them, it was their second time around doing Rooted, or at least Rooted and a half. <laughs> so they were a little bit more open and hearing everybody answer, I was like, oh, these people are just like me. Like, I'm not alone. It's not, I'm not crazy for making these mistakes because, you know, you always see church people and you think, oh, they, they all believe in God. They post Bible verses every day and that's just not me. You know, that's just not me. But then you hear their testimonies and where they came from and it's like oh they they look just like me they are just like me so then doing leading rooted this second time around i've been full out there like i told them everything all my drama all my chisme all my mistakes i just told them this is what i did this is who i am and they all accepted it they all 
if anything, related to me more because of it and were able to be more honest with us in return. Um, so with Rooted, I think it just, it took away that, that teenage fear of, of everyone's going to blame your dad for this or everyone's going to hate you if, if you admit to this or, or everyone's going to think you're not a good Christian because you did these things in your past. And uh, it's not to say that the mistakes I made weren't big mistakes, but it doesn't define who I am now, which is what Rooted really changed in my mind. Um, who would you say you are now with Christ? Um, I would like to think that he's given me the ability to use um, my leadership skills in a lot bigger ways. So again, going to law school, leading a rooted group, um, uh, being able to talk to you on a podcast, uh, meeting Celeste, meeting Eli, all these people who I who I haven't talked to before, who now can come to me and tell me in honest truth the things that are happening in their life. Uh, I feel like I've been given so much more chance to use my speaking abilities for, for his work. And I feel like I will continue to be blessed with opportunities to use my speaking abilities and leading abilities for his voice. So I feel like uh, I've grown as a Christian in the sense that I'm no longer scared to use my talents for that reason. That's cool. Um, were there any people involved in the process? Um, and you don't have to name them. Field. Yeah, I'll name them. They're great. They all deserve <laughs> credit. So obviously my dad has been one of the biggest influences on my on my faith ever. He always redirects me in the right path. And even though sometimes we got into our little logic battles about Christianity and me being a teenager, just always poking and prodding at the Bible, he's, he's never given up on us. He's never told us that we're crazy. He's never told us that we shouldn't have questions. So 100% my dad, he's who I want to be. He's who I wish I was like that dude. He lives a life that that um, if I lived, I would feel <laughs> I would feel that I, I was on top of the world. Like he's just something else. So for sure him. Um, uh, and of course, everyone who I've ever done rooted with, because all of you guys totally changed my perspective on what it means to be a Christian, on how community changes your life really because i used to be one of those people like i'll see you in church not outside church <laughs> keep let's keep it in let's keep it in del soul but now uh it's like that's crazy no i, I want to see these guys it's, it's a blessing to be with everybody and uh manny of course because he's he's been so willing to come to church with me you know it's rare that you find a non-christian partner who's so willing to get totally dragged into dragged into the church world and love it so 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 him because he's helped me grow along the way and more recently obviously diana can't reveal why but diana thank you <laughs> <laughs> um how is life different now with christ so it's kind of that sounds similar yeah. like, with, uh, like who you say you are now with christ but yeah no um Sorry, can you say, say it Sorry, again? Yeah, so it's like, how is life different now with Christ? Uh, I would say mostly the community thing that I touched on uh, before. Like I said, I, I didn't really like hanging out with church people outside of church. As I had my three friends and that that's it. Um, and now that I'm pretty much at the church all the time, every day, uh, it's it's like, it's so, it's so relieving. Like, I, I feel like I haven't felt so happy in forever just because I, I always have people to turn to you know if Manny's busy I have 20 other friends that are that are open and willing to talk to me and they're not just friends you know like you could tell those guys anything and, and they'll be there for you they have your back 
And um, so I would say community, just it's grown so much. They've changed my life. And now I have three times as many friends as I've ever had in my entire life. Um, so, um, this, yeah, this is the part of like, if you wish you knew earlier, like, um, so if you could tell yourself something from 10 years ago, what would it be? 10 years ago, how old was I? 10? Um, I would say, uh, probably don't let people make you think you're the weird one. <laughs> so I was always the goody two-shoes kid, like, um, at, at the school dances, they would play that one song. It's like, what do they say? Then they all cuss and I'd go sit in the corner all mad, like, no, I'm not going to say that. How could they make us cuss in school? And I always felt kind of funny for that. Like I would get made fun of and my friends would always be like, say a cuss word just once, just once. And I was always like, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to. And throughout high school, I kind of let myself fall off of that attitude. Like I would just be like, oh, no, nah, you're right. Like, like it, it doesn't really matter. And, and I made a lot of decisions that I shouldn't have made. Like the, the people I dated, the amount of people I dated, and why I was dating them, all of those reasons were just so backwards. And I let the world convince me that that was the wrong attitude to have when I should have really kept that the entire time. Um, oh no, your card, one of them flew away. Yeah, All right, they're safe. <laughs> <laughs> um, the good thing is that I can like shorten. This yeah, <laughs> no, that's yeah editing. Um, what about like what would you tell yourself uh, for when you were first seeking? When I was first what? Like seeking Christ already. Oh, okay. Um, I would say don't be afraid to be honest because I was like I said never never told the truth would always keep it very surface level because I didn't I felt like I was alone or like I was the only person who's ever made these stupid mistakes so just be honest you know be open and and, and be willing to share with other people because you never know who might have the right answer for you and um, so kind of like the first two questions were regarding like our past mm -hmm. so like what do you wish your future self in 10 years would remember uh, I hope I would remember the community that I found here in El Paso and the people who pushed me into it because I think I could be that person in 10 years and I think I could very well I could very well uh, lead some some people to Christ and help other people who are struggling in Christ uh, so in 10 years I just hope that I just hope that I carry the exact same the exact same friendliness, the homeliness, the the welcomeness of Del Sol. Uh, because leaving, that's going to be one of my biggest takeaways. It's just to remember how home feels uh, because because it makes all the difference, not just for me, but for people coming to Christ, people who are in Christ, you know, uh, the ability to connect with people and to have that community. I, I hope that never goes away. And, and in 10 years, I hope that as a professional and as a lawyer, I can I can be that person for my clients, for my co-workers, for my friends, and for the people I meet in law school. Sorry, <laughs> All the like, wind yeah, blowing in the mic. <laughs> Just waiting for the... <laughs> yeah, the wind to settle. Um, 
Okay, so now uh, it's gonna be five, four to five random questions. All right. Um, I'll just. Yeah. So just however. Yep. I'll do the one that flew away. <laughs> what would you like to be remembered for after you die? Oh, interesting. Um, so I like to think about it like, so this is a little bit morbid, but if my dad were to pass away, I already know what everyone would say about him. They would say he was a man of faith. They would say he was one of the nicest people, one of the most generous and, and open people that they've ever met. And I and I know for a fact that people love my dad. Kids always are making cards for my dad from the children's ministry. People go up to him after service and tell him that he's an, that that the message was great and that he did great and that he's so funny. And if I could have even a fourth of the compliments that my dad gets when I die, I would feel I would feel accomplished. Just the way that people see my dad is really what I want for myself. Like for people to come up to you and say and say, "Hey, like that message really really changed my thoughts on this topic." It's something else, you know. Like it's it's crazy to see when when someone tells you that you changed their mind or that you changed a, a situation in their lives. It's it's incredible. So I hope that when I die, people could say she was a woman of faith. Uh, she always she always put God first, and she was able to she was able to be there for me even when when I I probably didn't deserve it. You know. Cool. Okay. The next one. <laughs> if someone asked you who is Jesus, what would you say? Um. Well, I would say that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Uh, I would say that Jesus is is the all-knowing, all-loving creator of all. And most importantly, that being in Jesus is the best decision I've ever made. Um, the next Thanks. one says, What single thing would you absolutely want to do, if possible, during your lifetime? Oh, that's interesting. So, I would love to at some point be either a youth pastor or a... Um, or just like a youth mentor. I'm not sure how uh, exactly, maybe through a small group or something. I know I do Rooted uh, now, but I would love to have Adele Soul Virginia or not even just that, <laughs> but just, um, you know, like find a church there that I can get as involved in as I have been with, with the growth of Del Sol. Uh, so if there's one thing I could do in my lifetime, it would be to lead a group of youth um, from, from like high school till college, you know, I feel like seeing those kids grow must be something. And you know, probably better than most people <laughs> how that feels. Yeah, a lot of uh, our rooted members are actually youth that I've seen. Yeah. Grow up, right? So how? So sorry to turn this around, oh, no. but <laughs> but um, how has that experience been for you? Uh, it's been cool because a lot of them I met uh, like at the end of their freshman year or into sophomore, yeah. and now it's been about three years, three almost four. And like seeing them and how committed they are to him is, is yeah. it's encouraging. Like it's very like like when I I always think about it like in the sense of like myself where it's like when I was that age I was like it yeah. was not even a thought like I was <laughs> over here making stupid decisions just trying to impress people but like seeing them is like wow like like what they know and how young they are and the decisions that they like intentionally made is. It's really encouraging. Yeah. That's crazy. That's thanks in part to your <laughs> gifts. Oh, so I think this is the last question. Um, how could your unique life help you share your faith with someone? Um, so 
actually, I think that this is a good question for me because it's one of those situations where um, I always felt like I didn't have a testimony because I was raised Christian. I was like, oh, well, I've just believed in God my whole life. Like, that's just been, that's my testimony. That's it. <laughs> but as I've come to realize is that no, like most people who were raised Christian always end up hitting a wall at some point or, or have been hitting a wall consistently. And I feel like my testimony is unique in the sense that when you become Christian, there's so many testimonies out there from non-Christians. There's there's testimonies from new Christians. And I think it's also important to have testimonies from those who have been Christian and struggled with it still. Uh, so for me, I feel like, um, so for example, like Faith, her dad used to be a pastor. She was always raised Christian. And we've always been able to relate on the fact that, oh man, being the pastor's daughter sometimes, you know? And I, and I feel like um, even though that's a little bit niche, it's very important to also kind of have that perspective on, on Christianity that I've been in, I've been a Christian my whole life, but that doesn't mean that I've not struggled nonetheless. Awesome. Um, I just want to say uh, thank you so much for taking the time yeah. out. Um, we are currently outside of the <laughs> local university. <laughs> yep, um, it's so hot. If you hear, yeah, it's the hottest day of so far of this week. And, um, There's wind. And, wild, and wildlife. <laughs> yeah, there was a crow walking <laughs> by this whole time. <laughs> um, so there, um, if I have one final question. Um, if there's something that someone is listening to this podcast or this episode, your story, your story specifically, and they forget everything else <laughs> yeah. that they heard uh, the prior moments leading up to this. What is the one thing you would want them to remember or take away? Try to find community. And when you find them, be willing to be open. Because it makes the biggest difference in the world to have people that know every part of you and still love you. It, it just changes the way that you view friendship and life and the way you move forward from there thank you very much Anna. yeah no problem there's a there's bees <laughs> i don't i couldn't tell if they were bees or if they were uh like flies that it's are, a mix okay. it's a mix <laughs> yeah <laughs>